saffron diamonds the ethical and eco-friendly alternative to natural diamonds they claim to be or are they just another product of our consumerist culture join us in this episode of unbecoming a diamond as we explore the truth behind lab-grown diamonds and reveal why natural diamonds still hold the true value for social and environmental reasons Welcome to the first podcast from the heart of Anthropole Diamond Center called On Becoming a Diamond, where we, Maha Gandhi and Delana Brandwine, give you an exclusive insider's view into the diamond world and talk about all things diamonds, so, so you, you can, can become, become your, your own, own diamond. diamond. Hello and welcome back to our podcast of On Becoming a Diamond after a really, really long break where we discuss all things diamonds. Now, the conversation surrounding diamonds can be a polarizing one, with natural diamonds being hailed for their rarity and beauty, while lab-grown diamonds are praised for being more affordable and ethical. In this episode today of On Becoming a Diamond, we will be discussing lab-grown diamonds, their production process, and how they compare to natural diamonds. Okay, so do you want to explain to our listeners what are lab-grown diamonds? Now, lab-grown diamonds, in simple words, are also called CVD diamonds, which stands for chemical vapor deposition. Now, that's the name of the process. Now, moving on on how lab-grown diamonds are made, you can think of it as like it starts with a diamond seed, which is a thin layer cut from a natural diamond, which is usually type 2A. And type 2A diamonds are the purest form of diamonds. They are most clean and most white. Now that small seed is placed in a plasma reactor, which is kind of like a microwave. And then in the microwave, an environment similar to the Earth's condition is created where the diamond has room to grow. And in that environment, uh, it contains high temperature and high pressure. Many different types of gases are introduced, such as hydrogen and methane. And then you just give it a couple of weeks and that seed will grow into rough diamonds in a cube-like shape and then it will be ready to be polished. Now that is a process of lab-grown diamond in a nutshell. Okay, so basically it's actually mimicking the process it goes through in the earth, in yeah. giant microwaves, yes, basically. But then the results of the diamonds are much more cleaner and purer because while natural diamonds grown deep below in the earth, there are a lot of dirt and gases in the environment which can eventually get into the diamonds which can result in impurities. Yeah, or create amazing diamonds like colored diamonds. Or colored diamonds, yes. Like let's say you have gases like nitrogen and boron which gives color. Nitrogen gives the yellow color while boron gives the blue color. And then you have natural fancy colored diamonds. So in comparison to lab-grown diamonds, which are literally mad-made, so you can control the environment and you can control the purity and the color too. So that's why lab-grown diamonds are much cleaner and purer than natural diamonds. Okay. And what would you say the difference is between lab-grown and natural diamonds? So obviously, as I explained, the main difference is one that is made by a man, you know, man-made diamonds, lab-grown diamonds. And the other one is a natural diamond formed deep below in the earth uh, in a natural environment, which is then eventually mined. 
So if you speak in terms of physically, chemically, and visually, they are the same. They are made out of carbon, same chemical structure. So basically, in true sense, they are the same. Diamonds. Yeah, they look exactly the same. I mean, we can tell we are as diamond experts and our husbands and fathers and families who are in the business cannot tell the difference. So, but, but how can you tell them apart then? So the only way to tell them apart is to put them through a uh, special testing machine that can tell if it's a lab-grown or not. Today, lab-grown diamonds are also certified. Uh, so it states clearly on the certificate that it is a lab-grown diamond. As long as it states that and that's what you're buying, it's fine. Just make so sure. So as a consumer, I must ask for a certificate. Yes, I would ask for a certificate on mind or uh, natural. Uh, yeah, yeah, mind or lab grown because at the end of the day, look, we are team uh, natural because Mahak's in uh, the rough. And as you know, I do jewelry, but we have our own minds and all of that. But again, always be informed and know what you are buying because there's a lot of people around this area, not in the actual diamond center, but around who are selling lab growns as natural diamonds. And that's what we, who are passionate about what we do, want to avoid. But hey, then aren't mine diamonds more um, not environment friendly and lab grown are more environment friendly? So that's what the lab grown industry has been using as their marketing, which actually isn't necessarily right. You know, there's a lot of fake greenwashing going on around. We don't know, you have to check it. There's no regulating bodies actually uh, today explaining, you know, looking after uh, the factories where they're grown. A lot of them are grown in factories in India and China. We don't know what conditions they're in, even though we know in India conditions are improving and all of that. Uh, you don't know. And because they're essentially created in a huge, huge microwave, in uh, the energy needs to be running 24 hours a day for it to grow. It cannot stop. You don't know. And it's not always using clean water, whereas mine diamonds today have regulated a lot. There's a lot more in place because of the past to create a better environment for miners. And you know, you gotta make sure that you get the information right. Even Google, if you Google it today, is very pro-lab grown. I wonder why. And isn't it true that the water used while mining is recycled while in lab grown diamonds it's not? Yes, today it's that's the case a lot. Yeah. It's happening a lot. So again do your research. I always say Also that. in terms of regulation, there are not really any regulations in place in lab grown while in mine diamonds there is such well, thing called Kimberley process, right? Yeah, so that's what we they've put in place after the movie Blood Diamonds, which Leonardo DiCaprio filmed, which of course created a huge problem, but that was during the Civil War, which was terrible. And as I've shared before in my stories, if you followed me, the Civil War in Sierra Leone came from the rebels in Liberia. Sierra Leoneans are naturally quite friendly people. And I've been on the ground, and in a way what Leonardo DiCaprio has done, sorry Leo, is he's created a huge problem because he's dropped this bomb. Afterwards, the Kimberley Process Certificate was created and a lot of countries have joined. Uh, you know, if there are embargoes placed on certain countries, we won't touch those diamonds. You cannot import them into Belgium or Israel or India, any of the major diamond hubs. Uh, and he is actually heavily invested in a company called Diamond Foundry, which produces lab-grown diamonds. So he's making a lot of money on the back of what he did in Africa, which in Sierra Leone, which is a country that actually needs help. So I would suggest, Leo, go and actually do something to help the mining communities as well. So basically now, would you say the situations are different in Sierra Leone than it were before, right? Things have improved. Yeah, of course they have. I mean, you know, the miners 
know about diamonds more. Uh, they know they can make money. They're paid more fairly. They, I know for us, uh, my brother has done a lot of charity in the country. Uh, he pays them food and drinks, never any child labor. Um, and I've created my own charity as well uh, to improve the mining conditions, like give them education and all of that. It's a, it's a start at the moment, but you know that's our bit that we're doing there. So all in all, which one is cheaper though when thinking about diamonds? So lab grown, of course, are cheaper because they're mass produced and the technology has been improving and then people have realized that, oh, actually they can make a lot bigger margin, profit margins on lab growns. Uh, so people, everybody jumped on it. A lot of people ju uh, jumped on the bandwagon to make money. But you could buy a two carat diamond a few years ago for $15,000. Now you can actually buy one for $1,000. So I'm wondering who's duped. You know, and it's okay if you want to buy a lab grown diamond, that's fine. But if you paid $15,000 two years ago, you're going to be pretty annoyed that it's only worth $1,000 today. So one big takeaway, lab grown diamonds are not meant for investment. So if you're thinking to buy something expensive and plus also want to see it in terms of investment, do not go for lab grown diamonds. It's a terrible investment, a terrible buy if you think about it, as the value will only go down. Yeah, exactly. And what we, we heard is that some jewelers are literally selling lab grown at no profit, but only making money on the um, work and the gold or the metals used. Uh, and that's going to keep dropping again. So I we think it's... So how does it affect the consumers? Well, if you're going to get a big... I mean, if you are given a big price and it's expensive, then you're not going to a right shop. Like... Yeah exactly. Buy, yeah, exactly. You're getting ripped off, basically. Yeah, and that's really important that you know, like I, I, I'm watching a lot of companies uh, around here that are selling lab-grown diamonds where uh, in their jewelry. And some of my pieces, I've been asked by customers on Instagram, are you selling natural diamonds? I said, yeah, like tennis bracelets or uh, eternity rings. And they're like, oh my God, like we found websites that are selling them at the same price as you. So, okay, the reason I can sell them at a better price is because I have direct access to the Adverb Diamond Market and our mines, uh, and I don't have the overhead of a physical store. But still, you know, you don't want to rip off customers when they're paying more or the same. I mean, if you're getting two wings, one is lab grown and one is natural diamond for the same price, and you want a natural diamond cheaper, but you're not going to negotiate for the lab grown diamonds, that's not right. That's, you're getting ripped off. It's yeah. Better yeah. get go to another store and buy a lab grown diamond for half the price, if not one fourth. Yeah, you know? over a fourth of the price. But we know Pandora is now using it, Swarovski is using lab grown in their jewelry. So I think there's going to be maybe a market for both, but the prices are going to have to reflect that. And again, natural diamonds have romance, they have uh, a history, you know, they've been part of the crust of the Earth's formation for billions of year, years. There's like a more of an emotional and romantic value to them. I know some people don't care, but a lot of people also come to me, no, we only want natural diamonds. So, you know. Lab grown diamonds are like fast fashion. They they get yeah. mass produced. Very good point. No Very value good. nearly. It's better to buy a designer piece for something special, you know, on your wedding day or something. Exactly, and pieces that will hold a meaning, for example, on the birth of your child or today with the um, empower empowerment of women and a lot more female founders and companies and stuff like that when they want to give themselves something special yeah. for having I mean, achieved. think about it, like if something. you're getting, getting married, you're spending so much on your dress, on the venue and everything, but you wouldn't want to invest something good. 
that you're gonna wear it every single day, your engagement ring. Yeah, and while sometimes some people say that white diamonds don't hold their value, over a long period of time they do, but most of the time they just get passed down to the next generation. So it's nice to have that as part of a family history as well. And if you're, even if you're thinking of reselling it in some time in the future, if necessary, with a real natural diamond, at least you will get some value back, if not full. But with a Latvian diamond, it's zero. Like you're gonna have to throw it away in the dustbin. You know, like nobody's going to buy it from you. Well, we'll be excited to see how it develops. And I was wondering, Mark, how has it affected your business? Because I know that here on the market, at one point, people were very stressed uh, and worried. But you have like the big companies who still held tight and said, "No, uh, we're supplying the big jewelers. We're not going to do that." Um, you do have like Breitling and another brand of watches that has decided to use lab-grown diamonds, but for me, I believe that's going to devalue their brand in the end. Rolex, I doubt, is going to use them. Patek Philippe, I doubt, is going to use them. I mean, think about it. They use real gold and real metals and sapphires and everything, but they refuse or they do not use natural diamonds. I mean, how would that reflect in terms of value? Yeah, like and the same as Chanel bag. Before 2008, they used to use the real gold in their hardware. Yeah. And now they don't. And you can see the quality has decreased overall. Their prices don't reflect what they stand for. So yeah. you're overpaying for a product that's not good anymore. Yeah, so it would be like buying a Hermes handbag, I would say. Buy one. Uh, you can immediately make money on it if you were to resell it, which you're not allowed by Hermes. But again, it holds its value. It's a really great investment, by the way. I've read a lot about it recently. Yeah, like even... Think of terms of the leather they use, like leather versus vegan leather. The real leather has more value, much better, but then vegan leather is different. It's not real, but yeah. But I get no. I think I I, I think it's hard to compare uh, like the the lab grown diamonds to the vegan leather, but uh, you know they would say it's less harmful to animals and all of that. But with diamonds, you're not actually harming animals. You're not. And indeed. you know I one very important point that I found from when I was going to Africa and I've been revisiting the mines and you know understanding learning to understand their culture is, you uh, basically the problem of mining was created by colonizations you know and for people today to sit there and complain oh you know it's bad for the environment it's bad for the people of course there is a history of abuse and we're not going to deny that but it's come from europe it's come from america and instead of complaining about it how about actually helping to improve the conditions for the miners in africa that's what i would say yeah. that's what I that's would say. well said thank you <laughs> so in conclusion no, but wait, you're, you're connected more with the end consumer. So how did the, the, the lab grown when it entered into the market? You're not going like to let you're... me finish. <laughs> no, no, that's good. She's right. Um, that's good, Mark. Uh, listen, for me, I've had a couple of people ask me. I refuse to sell lab grown diamonds, of course, because of my connections to the uh, rough diamonds, the natural rough diamonds, the mines, what I've seen when I've been there, um, understanding that the locals actually need the work. Uh, that it's very important that you know we keep giving them more work, the work but in good condition. Uh, it hasn't affected my business too much, to be honest. Um, my customers still prefer the whole story that I share, you yeah. know, the mining. And when they see that, the really authentic vision of what I'm doing when I'm in Africa and showing the people and the stories, they get very excited about that. The lab ground doesn't have that story. Yeah. So the so natural diamonds, they hold a sort of, in a way, a rarity 
and that is very valuable. It's your, it's as if it's like you're holding a piece of history. Yeah, so which makes it yeah. special. Exactly, that's what I was saying. It was a part of the earth, and oh, there's a story in Africa. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, an old wives' things in the villages. They used to say the larger the di rough diamond you found, uh, that probably because you know as it was moved through the earth for billions of years, it could have been mixed in with the remains of a very big chief. You know, in the villages. Yeah, it's just a fun fact. You know, well, it's not a fact. It's a fun story that um, the villagers told my brother and me, and I just I like to share these stories because I think they're cute. And that's what my customers love to hear anyway. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, uh, give a final recommendation and advice. What would you give to our consumers, listeners? Look, ultimately, the most important part is you can choose. You don't have to buy a mined diamond. Uh, I don't know what, you know, obviously the, um, what your budgets are. You can buy a lab grown if what you want. Just make sure that you're paying the fair price for it. You're not getting... Uh, basically screwed sorry for my words and if you think about what it is that you want in your jewelry what does it have what meaning does it hold you know i always still believe i'm a very spiritual person and i really believe uh that you know whatever energy you give to the diamond is what it's going to give you back i know it's a little bit loudly da but again they have been a part of the uh, of the earth's formation so Think what you want, but it's definitely got some special powers that lab grown don't. True. But basically what I would say is that definitely think about your budget. Yeah. Think about your ethics and beliefs, what you feel, what you believe in eventually. But also and do your research, because as I said, Google does not share authentically what is really going on with the uh, environment. True. Definitely do your research. Buy diamonds that have certificate. Do not buy diamonds without certificate. So you have a proof. You know what you're buying. Um, and then also, if you're thinking about investment, then buy diamonds accordingly. If you're thinking about investments, buy natural. If not, you're just going to keep it. Don't care much about it. Go for lab grown. It's totally fine. Yeah, but we are, what, what team are we? We are naturals, for yeah. sure. And for me, special, specifically, I love natural, fancy colored diamonds. So if I were to invest or if I were to buy, I would buy colored diamonds. Yeah, and we've shared that before in one of our other episodes that, you know, colored diamonds have been rising in price over the last 20 years. So, yeah. 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 Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love sharing our passion and uh, for the diamond world. And if you have any questions, please don't be afraid to drop them to us so that we can improve our future podcasts and content for you. Thank you. Thank you. See you next episode.